When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 11, Episode 11, Rogue Element. Aaron, this is rarefied air here. I'm not sure. I can't imagine another live action show that we'll actually get to Season 11, Episode 11 on. Yeah. TV seems to be trending the other way. Walking Dead doing their own thing and putting out more content than anyone really ever wanted. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this episode? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, a, a video game. Eugene Porter, Rogue Element. Uh, I, God. you know what? Like a Tom this Clancy is goofy thing. As, yeah, this this is this is goofy as, and that's the thing. I didn't call him writing science fiction. I thought he'd do. I thought he's going to be doing military history or some shit. But yeah, um, you know what? You you've done eleven seasons and eleven episodes. You, let's do some goofy let's do some goofy genre episodes let's do a neo-noir uh hard-boiled uh-huh. detective story uh involving a man who looks like a hard-boiled egg let's <laughs> let's do I, I i want a musical i want a musical like a west side story musical starring princess and mercer yep uh yep. i want i want a kill bill style <laughs> revenge flick starring rosita Okay. Uh, where she's wearing a tracksuit and just murdering all kinds of, so- you know what I mean? Like, w- yeah. what the fuck? Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. I want to. Uh, I I do want a series of YouTube survivalist videos starring Daryl Dixon, of course. I was so con- I was getting so. Like, I was watching this thing, uh, this this show, and I you remember all the brouhaha about decoy Stephanoi, Stephanoi, uh-huh. decoy Stephanoi, and real Stephanie. Uh, sure. Um, you know and how The Walking Dead, like, oh, they goofed and they revealed it and blah blah blah, all this twist and stuff. It's been so long since we discussed that, and Dude. I've seen the quote unquote decoy Stephanie be the like chief of staff for mm-hmm. uh, the governor lady and. I'm like, have they lost the plot? Was this like a fake spoiler? Like, did this did, or or did Angela Kang like, well, they were on to us. We got to completely reverse tack so that we don't. But then at the end of this decoy, Stephanie, I yeah. guess the real Stephanie decloaks Dude, and reveals herself. And I'm like, that's the thing. This, I'm like, oh, I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, I know what to make of it. It's all a waste of time. Like that. That's the thing. I felt like. We had already been over this, and this is just treading ground that everybody is already so familiar with. It, it, and then that's my primary people... complaint with this, because it's incredibly stupid. Yeah. Like, this whole episode 
is <laughs> dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. And then Eugene's like, you pulled one over on me. And he's so angry. Like, and he's so, he's, and he lays everything out. I, I hate it. Absolutely hated that scene. But yeah. Th- th- yeah, the fact that we already know everything that's going on here. And Eugene is so stupid. He can't follow it. And he's got to go through the motions here to figure it all out. It felt like a waste of time to me. Well, especially since like, make no mistake, Eugene's behavior in this episode is insane oh my God. in every other context than a a giant government conspiracy <laughs> to hide your girlfriend from you. Uh-huh. Like he is an insane, the worst kind of stalker that yes. would scare women. The only reason he isn't is because he's fucking right. And I'm and like, because Ooh. we know that, right? Like, yeah. yeah, and then it's like, what's funny, it's like, it's like, okay, so, like, he's bereft, you know, he thought he had this thing, you know, he fell in love, and this, sure. you know, and he's he's burning his novel, and then the real Stephanie, and it turns out that she's just, I mean, subjectively hotter, Stephanie, like, what, and, and what's really funny is I'm, I have the theory that this is the Commonwealth is doing it to him again. <laughs> Dude, why wouldn't he think that? If, if a, next episode just, we don't come back and do that... Yeah, they've they failed in their one job. Yeah, he can't. He can't just no. completely trust her. Right. No, he's got to be a little bit like keeping her at arm's length, because if not, like it's like I just I want this <laughs> to happen at the end of every ep- yeah. uh, at the end of every yeah. mini season. Like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then like a third, even hotter Stephanie will be like, hey, doodle or potato bug. <laughs> and he uh-huh. just it's oh, he's the endless sucker. He is the everlasting gobstopper that uh, yeah. Hornsby can just suck and wallow around his mouth and just get through layer and layer and layer after this guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's really funny. It's really funny and tragic. I've got a suggestion for you, Gene. Go out there and make a relationship on your own terms. Don't wait for the relationship to come to you. Go out there and, and look. <laughs> Go out there and look. Because yeah. the relationships that are finding you are... Not ideal, let's say. Not ideal. Yeah. Now, now you might have to compromise on some things. You might have to lose the, you the might leather have to braided look in your ponytail. Lead. Yeah. <laughs> you you might have to stop wearing socks to bed. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, 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 there, there's there's some easy there's some easy tweaks. There's some easy tweaks, man. If you want to get out there and and, and hit the Commonwealth dating market, um, D- you know, the... or or hold true to your leather bound ponytail self and sure. See where that takes you, you know, it takes uh, you down. it's that that's a strong flavor, but there's probably some people out there to smack their lips. And, and I don't I don't know in a post apocalypse with the town of like 10,000 if you're going to find it. But yeah, the dating pool you know, is you do, uh, pretty shallow for sure. It is. It is. I don't know. I, I strongly dislike this episode, but I, I can see why can some I? people might like it because it's silly. Boy, it's silly. It's yeah, I mean it's it's fun. Um it is it feels like The Walking Dead has really taken a step back from uh <laughs> you know where we were really singing its praises in, in, in 9 and parts of 10 till the till last couple episodes of 10. Um what did you think about the decision? And I think it's a con- I think it's a de- I don't think this is a mistake. I think this is a decision to not subtitle Connie and Kelly's dialogue. Because it is subtitled. It's subtitled helpfully speaking oh, in American Sign Language. Wait. No, they subtitled it. They, like, did you get an episode where you didn't understand anything they were saying? Yes. I watched How this on Am- I watched this on AMC Plus through Amazon, and those scenes were not subtitled. 
that I have subtitles turned on and they there was no subtitles. So <laughs> oh boy, this should be a fun podcast. I uh, thought <laughs> I thought this was some kind of and I'm like this seems insulting cuz like on one hand it's like well it's kind of a like maybe it's like a, a challenge that like well these are so expressive and you kind of uh-huh. know what's going on and all that kind of stuff and, and but I'm all like right, well, I don't know. What- I might have to change my tack on these uh, recaps. I'm going to have you explain what you think is going on in the scene. <laughs> okay. Okay, we can play that game, sure. All sure. Right. Um, I, uh, Holy so, so shit. you had subtitles. So I watched it on Apple what did you TV watch? with AMC plus and they had, so they didn't have, you know, the typical black and white subtitle bars that you think of, but they did have, yeah, yeah, text yeah. they're like in the over. episode. Uh-huh. Oh my God. They're actually in the episode and, and, and in Amazon proper AMC plus through Amazon doesn't have that. How is As that of, possible? As of Thursday morning, eleven thirty, you know, or nine, nine o'clock in the morning, uh, Eastern Standard Time. I don't right know, man. Before the episode okay. like, officially releases, because it's still I early feel, release on AMC Plus. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Um, I feel a lot better because I'm like, I don't know about this. This seems kind of <laughs> condescending, oh or like, God. you know. In an episode full of bold choices, that would be the boldest. But that's the thing. It's like, is it crazy or is it just the walking dead? Like, I don't Are they making a point about something? Are they, you know, as they, they saying something? I, I, that's the thing. It's like, I, I try really hard not to just knee jerk react against stuff because who the fuck knows, especially on things I don't know anything about, like the deaf culture and American sign language. But I did think it was an interesting choice. Man, I'm, I guess you're glad for Kelly being there then because she's saying most of what Connie is that's trying what to I'm, communicate. Yeah, and I, but, that's what I thought. It's like, well, maybe the point is like, I don't know what the point is, but I, I was trying to come up with theories about like, well, what are they trying to say about? Because I know that there is a little bit of advocacy going on. Uh-huh. You know, Kelly has now got visible hearing aids, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, angel theory um, went through a real life progressive hearing loss uh, during her time to get in. They've talked about that. We talked about this on the podcast. So it's like, it wasn't beyond the realm of like, well, they're trying to make a point about, you know, deaf culture and, and maybe we should take more stabs at learning. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. All yeah. right. Turns out none of that. Just, uh, just fucking Bezos. Bezos is fucking with me again. He personally authorized the elimination of the er, the advanced copy subtitles. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, how, how all that shakes out with Connie at the newspaper and I guess Carol at the opioid farms. Um, they are just really wide ranging in their social commentary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the who? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Maybe we should get into the recap now. Maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should. All right. First, let's take a quick break. We're getting geared up for the sixth annual summer badass fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off badass season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre, We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. 
Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. All right, we start with Eugene waking up next to fake Stephanie, who's reading his half-finished sci-fi novel. He gives her the key to his apartment and tells her that he loves her, and she reciprocates that. And then later that day, Eugene nervously awaits his date with Stephanie, but she never shows up. And that night, he breaks into her apartment building, knocks on her door, but she doesn't answer. Um, Man, there's a lot to say here. Eugene wakes up next to Stephanie. He's wearing a KC World's Best Barbecue t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Gym socks. What's your stance on wearing wearing socks to bed? If it's cold. If it's cold, do it. I don't have Does a problem Does it seem cold? Like, um, I feel like Eugene's no. the type of guy who just never takes off. He just is like a never nude but with feet. Yeah, I could see that. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if that's a pro. It, it's, it's that's not a problem. I don't think anything that Eugene's doing is a problem. It's just like you keep on adding things, and it's just like that's a, that's a strange collection of uh, Visually. personal affect. Well, let's, let's. Yeah, I wonder if the if the writing room every time they 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 have a scene with Eugene, they have a bet that they can make him like weirder. Yeah, like let's give him let's give him this uh, like cowboy hat leather fedora. Mm-hmm. Let's add a couple feathers to it. Let's braid his. Let's give him a braid. Now let's braid some like like. It's like well, he's gonna. He's not gonna be wearing pants in this episode. You know what? He should be wearing gym socks. This Eugene's the type of guy that sleeps and goes to bed with a woman in gym socks. It's not bad, <laughs> but it's weird. Like did they just like brainstorm? It, they must have. They must have. Do you think they slept together? Like not not sleep, if you know what I mean. Did, did, are they getting busy? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah, she's like treating this assignment like a double O agent. Like she's like deep undercover. I feel bad for her. <laughs> feel bad. I for feel bad her. for both of them because that's the thing. It's I like if you think Eugene, for her, but okay. If you think Eugene is the world's best barbecue, then dig in. But if you don't, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's too much. Uh, yeah. It's 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 too much. So yeah, like I feel ba- I feel bad for Eugene. I feel bad for uh, decoy Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I, man, Princess is so fucking solid in this episode. So he reviews the situation with Stephanie. He's, you know, almost worried that it's going well. I don't think he's gotten mm-hmm. this far in a relationship before. It seems like that's the that's the what I'm getting from him. 
And she's like, you know, if someone tells you to love you, uh, just believe them. It's great advice. Mm-hmm. It's great advice. You shouldn't go through eating. You'll be wrong and people will fool you and trick you, but you'll, you'll be fine. It's better to that than to go through life like doubting the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, like I, I guess like in the early goings, I get Eugene, you know, he's like worried they were supposed to meet up. She ditched him. Uh you know, not not answering the door. It's 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 strange behavior. So I'm I'm kind of on his side at the at this point. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know about like sneaking into the apartment building. Like if she's not <laughs> responding there, it's, it's iffy. That's iffy. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, do you think that uh, I, I also love like when they they go to the other side of the door in context. <laughs> Stephanie uh, frantically packing, just like like packing like her life depends while Eugene's banging on the other door. It's just really funny. Because the other thing is, why didn't she do this Dude, while he was waiting for her on the day. date? Yeah. Yeah, this man. This is ridiculous. The, the timing it's of this like, does not work out at all. She just sat on the couch, like smoking a bowl and watching, uh, you know, binge watching something on television. And then, you know, Eugene starts banging on her door. She's like, oh, my God. And she just goes yeah. and starts just throwing clothes. It's it's it was really funny. Maybe the whole day she had like, you know, this crisis of like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> and <laughs> she's telling Lance, like, heart. it's too much. This guy, you haven't seen this guy. He sleeps in gym socks, for God's sake. I can't do this, Lance. He's trying but to talk it, her it's into the it. Best, it's the best book I've ever read. I can't I can't quit now. I can't quit now, Mr. Hornsby. I got to see how it finishes. No, Just was, three more chapters, man. The yeah. other way. But it, it, that's the other thing we didn't talk about is a stupid sci-fi novel is probably bad. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, is it? I mean, because I I mean, why would Hornsby tell the truth? It's it's actually how much interesting crossover there is at this point aspect of the episode and like the severance show that we're watching. You know, Severance? it's like, yeah, yeah. There's like so much. There's some psychological, diabolical shit that's going on here with okay. Hornsby. Some gaslighting for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but like I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine this book being good. And Hornsby has every reason <laughs> to lie to him. I, yeah, especially when he's sitting the... in the new Stephanie. Like the new Stephanie will like your book. Don't worry. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I thought that. Uh, I, I was just thinking, like, yeah, what is what is the dialogue in this book like? Oh, my you God. You see how Eugene speaks. Mm-hmm. And if anything, he's probably like, oh, man, I wish I could have had that one back. I could have added a, a couple more horn swoggles and, and flippity gibbets to it. <laughs> right. uh, so, like, you, you just got the, the purple Eugene prose throbbing off the page. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, but she's that Steph, she seemed like uh, it was a real page turner. Because I don't understand... Yeah, like I, uh, we'll, we'll get. I, I don't want, man. I don't want to spoil my commentary for the later parts of the episode. So I'll just wait for it to be in context. Sure. All right. Um, let's move on to Connie. Thinking there's more to Tyler Davis's story than the officials are letting on, but her editor at the newspaper is not interested in following up on the story. Okay. Just conceptually, how does this? Who are these fucking Alexandria people? That they're getting to like have multifaceted, multidimensional muckraking adventures within the button-down Commonwealth. Like, why haven't they been disappeared already? They got what they like. I I I wish I understood the whole what they're trying to do 
with rebuilding Alexandria or annexing Alexandria or turning Alexandria into a, a heroin farm or whatever, whatever dastardly plot, because it doesn't make sense that these guys are allowed to go around and do so much crazy shit um, with this tightly controlled society. It's like they got. Yeah. Like what? What's the deal? Yeah. They don't want to lose all of the Alexandrians at once. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like my feeling on it is they just don't have like the skill sets within their communities that they're looking for. And so like Connie with a journalism skill set is, is put into place and allowed free reign, but like <laughs> the total regime, op- right. The opposite of what you'd want to do. Like you'd want to put somebody without experience in that position, yeah. right? Cause they can write. They just, yeah. they're not going to have the, the investigative experience that Connie does. So that'd be a good thing. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm imagining like Hornsby and uh, what's the governor's lady's name? Milton. Uh, Milton is sitting there and they got like a laundry list of needs. Like, hey, you know, we need a, a diesel mechanic because our generators are breaking down and, uh, you know, cardiac surgeon and uh, investigative. You know, we don't have an investigative journalist. We really want someone nosy and inquisitive, right. just poking around and just rooting through our shit. We haven't had one of those since the fall, really. And yeah. it's been going, what? Looking for a challenge, I guess. Like, you know, I need an adversary. Hmm. Who who could do that? I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it makes sense that she gets sword in that job. But the second she starts asking questions and not backing down, like, I just feel like it would make more sense if they were trying to keep her out of the, the newspaper role. Right. And she kept like yeah. pushing as a civilian, as, as just someone yeah. who's not on the reporting team. Which I feel like that's what's going to happen. They're going to like. Connie yeah. and Eugene and a few others are going to form the world's largest bloodhound gang. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're going to encyclopedia Brown this shit. And then you're going to have people like, it seems like Rosita's fully co-opted Daryl, surprisingly fully co-opted. You're going to have this like civil war. I'm, I'm starting to see this kind of civil war shape about the people who want to just take the dole, keep their heads down and keep succeeding versus the ones where this isn't working for, for whatever reason. Um, you think we're headed toward like a, governor-esque reveal where you know milton has like heads and tanks and shit or something i don't think she's insane okay no i I just think she's corrupt and and power hungry and you know wants wants to reinstitute a situation because that's probably sucked for her for a while running through the woods screaming uh she wants to set up a situation where she just gets to make big decisions and everybody from the bottom up takes care of her and Mm -hmm. caters to her whims it seems yeah um, we'll talk about it more, but I'm interested how Mercer is going to connect with that. Uh, I, th- I think that's that could be the most interesting angle of this story. It seems like they're shaping him up to be an ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Eugene goes to Stephanie's job, but she didn't show up that morning, according to her replacement. This is where you know you start to get you start to lean towards stalker here, Eugene. Couldn't yeah. find her at home. No. I guess, yeah, you go to her job, you ask, but... I mean, they've been this, together for a month, mm, I guess. Like, you know, they just up and disappear. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess, <laughs> how do you end? How do you end the search here, right? Like, I I feel him, but also... It's also in the post-apocalypse, mm, like, people going... I, I thought the other thing that they did kind of fucko in this episode is... 
it would be a big deal for someone to disappear in the zombie apocalypse. Like, if you lived in a big city like, you know, Chicago, even Indianapolis, uh, and you're dating someone for a couple of months, and you say you love them and give them a key out of nowhere, and they just vamp, they just ghost the next day. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that wouldn't hurt and sting, but it definitely happens. Like, like Princess was saying, that shit happens. Um, oh, you yeah. know, people people are broken. They can't figure shit out. They're afraid of attachment. What things got too real? They mm-hmm. couldn't deal with your crying fucking boiled egg face in their in their <laughs> the, your their business. Um, but like in this situation where it's like this is the last city in North America, and outside everywhere is the yeah. dead zone and. You know, or she's gonna or move ma- four blocks over. Like what? Yeah, it's I, I, yeah, it's it's a little bit more. I, I'm I'm willing to give a little bit more more leeway. Um, I, I mean, how many much. ice cream shops could they possibly have in this place? Right, you're, you you right, just hang right. around the ice cream shop. She loves that rocky road. You're going to end up running into her eventually. But she doesn't. She hates Rocky Road, and she yeah. She's as far as he knows, yeah, she, she loves, loves science fiction. Fucking can't stand ice cream weird lady yeah um all right rosita nope connie skip the scene uh decides to try and interview tyler davis herself so she goes to the hospital but she is turned away by mercer and his troopers uh and then seeing like you think that mercer's there like doing some dirty dirty shit like he's in you know uh, beating the fuck out of Davis or interrogating him or whatever, and they kind of they 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 kind of flip a, flip the script on us on that. But uh, uh, yeah. Mer- Mercer looks he's among the most menacing guys I've I've seen uh, on yeah. television of late. No, his mohawk, his his stature, a uh, he's he's just a, a big fuck. dude. <laughs> Yeah, and plus he just has got the like death glare. Yeah, like he fires that thing off and it withers. Uh, mm-hmm. And his red armor, yeah, it's helping. And his red armor is cool. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like Vince. He's like he's got all the intimidation of Vincent. Like if you took uh, an intimidating dude and you stuffed him in the Vincent robot from Disney's The Black Hole, <laughs> which is already a very intimidating robot. <laughs> okay, you get Mercer. He's double. He's fucking double scary. Yeah. No, he's he's yeah frightening um when he wants to be i think i think he's got you know that soft gooey center though i do oh, think yeah, there's another side to mercer for sure in the west side story inspired musical with yes. him and princess later in the season yeah will or see won't the man underneath be dressed like cats or see the man underneath the black the black hole armor yeah <laughs> oh i could also get down with a cat space <laughs> musical uh uh-huh i want to see princess singing memory to mercer sure i'll see mercer licking his butthole all right, Rosita <laughs> enters Stephanie's apartment at Eugene's request and doesn't find her there. So she takes Eugene down to the station to file a missing persons report. Uh, Ghost Stephanie on the, the fire escape is not good. This is where you start to cross the line, man. You've it's the line. The line's there. It's it's you know like this is still appropriate behavior. Um, there, yeah, but there, you're, you're shading into on... insanity, right? Like it, when you're seeing apparitions. Of your, your yeah. not even long lost love. This is the short lost love. I, but man, it's it's the, the, you know how the first one hits hard. Like sure. I think it's like if, if Eugene's had a couple girlfriends, it's not been many, and it's not been it's been a while. So 
Yeah, he's been uh, down he's to like the record shop about this. Yeah, and he's been listening to the Cheryl Crow albums, and he knows the first cut's the deepest. Um, but also like, it's also weird how. Again, the show's wanting to do some commentary. So it's just weird how these people have like reverted back to like regular cops. They're making a wellness check. They're doing this, they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also, there's a particularly like hangdog look uh, with Rosita here. Is she on the take? Does she know what's going on? Or is she just being like, oh, so. Jesus, Eugene, you got goose. You just got ghosted, dude. Yeah. You just got, you just got ghosted. I think it's a ladder. You can't pull off. You can't pull off the leather cowboy fedora and ponytail combo, man. I try to tell you that. Yeah, that's the thing. This is a combination, you know, military police outfit, right? Like this is Mm -hmm. both. Uh, These are just the enforcers of the community. Historically, police don't make good military. Military don't <laughs> right. make, make good police. So, yeah, uh, well, it's, I, 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 the, I don't know. The if they skills care to about kill that, are not really what you need as a police officer. Yes, <laughs> uh, although they seem to be pretty easy to find. Hey, man. Hey, you're treading. You're walking a line too. <laughs> oh, we can't get oh, that no. political. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I'm doing social commentary. Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess. Try and avoid it in this next scene. Lance and Carol travel together and Lance advises her <laughs> on how to get ahead in the Commonwealth. And they arrive at a poppy farm to make a deal for supplies needed to make painkillers. Let's say I assume that's what the pain opioids killers. are for. Yeah. We, uh, you know what? Do you remember someone making the 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 uh what is it? The the lollipops. Uh the the heroin lollipops. Someone is. I think someone is making a joke about King uh, King Ezekiel sucking on the 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 oh, pain relieving lollipops. Boy, yeah. And we're like, yeah, well, like maybe or. But I think there's going to be a heroin lollipop plot. It seems like it. I, I mean, I assume the all the poppies are going through official channels once they make it to the Commonwealth, right? I I don't oh, think like Lance no. is stashing a couple of. Nah. bushels of poppies or anything he he's running heroin through the the substandard housing to keep the mm. the, the, the populace compliant is that why eugene's seeing apparitions here this thing's this he going to go to uh to uh american um uh what's uh god damn it uh, requiem requiem for a dream man it's going for requiem oh, territory. eugene <laughs> eugene and I, 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 Roman Calhoun asked ass. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know either. Um, uh, is it possible well, I will that, that the Rocky Road is laced, and that's why he's seeing apparitions? <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's a str- although it didn't seem like he ate much. Can you absorb he heroin through your skin? Certainly, because like those things just double melted all over his uh-huh. his, his fists. Um, <laughs> do you, the, uh, leading into this scene, I gotta say, was one of the most disgusting zombies I've ever seen. I, I called it, it. Pumpkinhead Zombie. What it was like? Was that like a malformed zombie? Was it just a zombie with its face ripped off? What was it? I thought it was the latter. I thought it was just like, hey, we have to put prosthetics that are like multi multiple layers deep on a person, so it's, and it's gonna look yeah. a little bloated, but you'll get the idea. Gotcha. Because yeah, the skull seems big head look too big. For a human yeah, but it, but, but it is right. It's it's a skull fit on top of someone's exactly. actual face, and then you put an actual face on that that you rip off. So yeah, but it looked great. It's got some depth to it. As far yeah, it as was like, just it was fucking gross and yeah. disturbing. No, I love it. 
um, is it, what's funny is uh, so what do you think of Hornsby's uh, dividing everyone up into two classes, mercenaries and patriots, uh, and then which do you think is Carol? Um, Carol seems like a mercenary in this society, um, and, and really in any society we've seen her in, she's she's an Alexandria patriot, Commonwealth yeah. mercenary. Yeah, I mean, she does make bold choices for what she views as the good of the group. So, yeah. at least for in Alexandria. So, yeah, she's probably an Alexandria patriot. I don't know what she is here. She's she's still trying to figure this place out, I think. Yeah. Whether it's worth being uh, a patriot for this place, I guess, is, mm. is what I'm getting from her. Yeah, because it seems like it's... But the other thing is, like, is is she even an Alexandria Patriot? I think she, she is a but lot. She's a loose yeah. cannon too. Like, yeah, she's the rarest of. She's not. She's like the Sigma female. Sure, you know, she's like the lone wolf. Uh, follows. She's not a leader. She's not a follower. Mm. She just does her own thing and keeps her own counsel, and then you know, un- <laughs> exacts unholy violence and revenge when as as she sees sees fit. Right. Yeah, I don't so. know about that philosophy. Mercenary patriots. I mean, when you, when you're given like a specific set of like criteria, or when you're talking about a certain set of things, I guess you could put everybody into one of those two categories. But what people are. Pan- I think there's a third, at least a third category, which is a pant shitter that uh, doesn't do. Yeah, is, does, isn't going to do either. You're sure. not going to get him. Not going to get him to to do something. Yeah, like Negan before he grew a pair, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. The Sigma. The Sigma Panchers. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no one no one shits quite like that. Uh yeah, the whole thrust of this uh early scene here is that the guy running the place, uh, whose name is M- Moto, says uh-huh. his workers are on strike until they get a raise, and that'll be important later. Hmm. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Workers rising up, revolting. Yeah. The 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 uh, the bourgeoisie swine stealing their wages. Yep, really taking some big swings here. Uh, pop poppy field workers of the world unite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's funny because when they're rolling up here, I'm like, is that a poppy field? This looks like something straight out of goddamn Wizard of Oz. And then we roll up to like what looks like a Colombian drug camp. You know, this uh-huh. is something straight out of Pablo Escobar's uh, playbook, and I'm like. Oh my God! The Walking Dead is going to comment on all the things this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're running out of time, so we're throwing a Sicario plot in in with our you know all the president's men and all the other shit. We're, can can we have a nuclear factor like like a nuclear reactor so we can get a little Chinatown in here too? Or, oh yeah, not Chinatown. The China Syndrome. What the fuck was that? I don't remember the name of it. I've never seen it. Anyway. Uh, we gotta want, get we gotta get nuclear safety in here so we can comment on that too. I'm just gonna say that the next scene is a Connie and Kelly scene, and you probably do you know which scene this is? Because I, I would like you to try and yes. describe what's happening here before I describe it. Um. So Connie and Kelly arrive. What I assume is a photo op that's been set up by the Commonwealth. Um to kind of show what the troops get up to outside the city. And I'm guessing it's to boister their claim that, oh, you know, our troops have 
post-traumatic stress and sometimes they go woo and 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 here's and here's why and then mercer just gives them a like you know she's getting a weird vibe from mercer and she's uh she's observing something um i don't know what it is is did i come close yeah no you got pretty close there uh maybe they All don't right. need subtitles because I, I mean you probably went deeper Lauren than an angel killing it is going killing it. just just silent 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 movie perfor- performance yeah i don't think they're getting into like the real you know end goal of this mission it, it is yeah. really like the, the way they describe it it's more just like a distraction for connie so she won't mm-hmm. uh you know be around to investigate the other real shit um and I, I, also I will say, she she it, it's kind of a loyalty test as well from the newspaper mm-hmm. like we're gonna send you on you know this this kind of puff piece for the military and we want you to fucking write what we tell you to write and if you come back yeah. with anything else like that's the impression i get um and i i like that like um kelly's consistently you know i think kelly wants to play ball it's like Certainly. she's she's conjo- she they're conjoined twins and that like you know she's the interpreter and Bacani's the invest the, the journalist and she's like ah oh, god damn it I have to I have to say this thing but I, I will say the one thing I think helps is that American Sign Language is a pretty expressive language it is like yeah. you get like first of all they're like signing things that like kind of make sense mm-hmm. you know not all the things like conceptually but like. You know, some 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 words are like acted out, and they're usually uh, she's she's mouthing the words and just putting a lot of like performance into the the communication. So it's like even if I don't understand every other word, I'm getting a lot from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's move on to Princess visiting Eugene to cheer him up, and finds out he's going full true detective, sniffing the fucking metaverse and making dream boards to find Stephanie. Uh, okay, yeah, I I kind of need to run through all of this stuff because it's all one piece here. Okay. Where like he has this flashback, he's following some dude who he knows was there that night. Uh, he questions him. The guy says, "Yeah, I was fixing a clogged sink. I'm a plumber." Um, Eugene doesn't believe him, so he follows the guy to his plumbing store. And to a plumbing store, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and. and finds out that there are like basically he doesn't believe this is a plumbing shop because he thinks there are a bunch of suspicious things happening and he eventually comes to the conclusion that the government tried to kidnap Stephanie but she got away and so he needs to go expose them for something before they find her he doesn't really know anything here no, he just has suspicions, and he right. has one rock-solid fact that he knows, just Stephanie loves him. Um, sure. I uh, This is where the episode totally yeah. loses me. I think this no, is No, that's what I'm saying. Plot. Like, like I, I just hesitate to say that anything that Eugene had done before was over the line. It was certainly approaching the line, but the line was somewhere between the last scene and this scene, and he, like, yeah. the red yarn board, that, you, <laughs> yeah, you've gone over the line and I kept on like laughing yeah. out loud the guy's like well I'm a plumber well I didn't trust him so I followed him back to his plumbing supply store mm-hmm. and and he's me- he's meeting all these guys and doing all this stuff and um, the guy the guy tells him like he asked did you see anything weird that night and I expected the guy to say yeah I saw somebody fucking breaking and entering behind me <laughs> like as I went out some weird dude in a fedora and a trench coat did um I don't know. I 
the the thing that like I, I felt like there's a couple facts that they they established, but they never go back to that would be smart. Like the fact that the other thing that that Eugene knows is this guy said he was there to fix a clogged sink, and he walks out, and he's not. It doesn't have any tools. Yeah, like that is kind of hard to explain. That is super sure. suspicious. But he mentions it as an establishing fact for like why he followed the guy, and then they never like. There's multiple points in the episode where it would have been handy. When people are like, well, you're kind of at the end of your rope. You don't have any leads for him to point out some of these things that were suspicious. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is super inappropriate behavior for anyone to do. But Eugene's cool only because he was 100% right about the conspiracy. Yeah. Um, but he's still like a yeah. huge dumbass, too. Like, I, they're, they're showing these flashback scenes and they're showing like most of these people in silhouette in front of the plumbing store. I'm like, okay, well, that's clearly Lance. Okay, well, that's clearly Stephanie. And Eugene says, like, I, I staked the place out, and I, there, there were there were the same four people going in and out all the time, and I, I saw them. It was the same four people. But he couldn't identify mm-hmm. the people? He could only identify that they were the same silhouette? I, he couldn't identify Stephanie? That, Fake Stephanie? I, Yes, this I is a could problem from these silhouettes. I know. I, that's the thing. It's like I, 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 I didn't they fucking did a good live with her. I didn't give them. her my apartment key. Come on, <laughs> what? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I it, they're Hollywood hid. You know, like they're in silhouette. Yeah. They're in shadow. You can only see their pro. Their, so you're supposed to understand that, like these are just, you know, like unknowable things. I, I don't know. But he realized they were the same four people. Just yeah. not which four people they were. I. Which, I don't which know. means like, and he didn't follow like this guy didn't follow any of them home. He's 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 he uh, maybe he was because he doesn't have time. Like that's the other thing is like the other thing that's really weird in this episode mm-hmm. is that the cops give up the search after three days. Which okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know what what would happen if a, a police officer is investigating a disappearance and they find a person and they say, "Yeah, actually, I just don't want to be found. This guy's creeping me out, and I want to." The cops would be They'd like, "I tell him, hey, right? we're closing the case," or they're just like, "Hey, she doesn't want to be found," or I don't. I know. would hope like, they would that, say, "Yeah, we found her, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to talk." I guess to they you. probably have to. Yeah, they, they, they close out the case, but um. I don't know. This scene, I think, is bad for many, many reasons, uh, the least yeah. of which is it's just fucking ridiculous. And then the, there's just like continuity errors in this scene. Eugene says like, oh, the, the, the there was the co-conspirator number two who came to be known to me as Beanie Hat Man. And they show the picture of the guy. And at the top of the thing, it says Beanie Cap Guy. He's not even using the right nicknames for his own dream board shit beanie cap beanie hat yeah yeah beanie hat man is not the same as beanie cap guy why couldn't you get that right i (laughs) i don't know it's just like little Um, stupid stuff that the walking dead always fucks up right mm. like night to day transitions those kind of things those little things yeah they had a they had a they had a solid rain transition here um sure so the third but no I, i i think yeah yeah the yard board it was uh it was a lot it was um all right lance fishes with the with moto the poppy foreman he works out a deal for a raise for his workers if they produce more which to me is not a deal at all that's just dude the, yeah the economy I, like the, oh really they work harder and they produce more product and you pay more yeah you pay for product 
Yeah. That's it. How, how that, is this they, a concession at all? They run that scam on work. And it's I've fallen for it when I was in my youth. Like, I was in my early 20s, and I asked for a raise. And like, oh, you know, things are tight. But, you know, if you could hit this performance metric and that. It's like, well, I'm asking for a raise. Because, <laughs> right. number one, inflation just took a two-point-whatever percent bite out of my ass, and I haven't gotten nothing. Mm-hmm. Number two, I've been doing my job well. I've earned you money. I want the, my cut on that. So, it's right. like, oh, you want to work extra to get the... It's it's all it's all fucked. It's all fucked. I'm glad that people are waking up to it. Even the Walking Dead. And here it's not it's not that he's paying for extra productivity, right? He's not even saying like work harder and you'll get paid more. He's saying if you produce more product, I will buy it. Like that's that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought that they were going to get a little bit like incentives. Like if you produce more, then you'll proportionally get paid more for the thing. I mean, I maybe thought, I, they don't I, I, really lay a, out exactly again, what the the deal is. On paper, it's horseshit. But like, yeah, I, I don't think it's twice yeah. as this. But, but um, and it's just funny, like uh, that the it's it's just really funny. Of all the things, you could have a farming cooperative. You could have had a uh, a blacksmith. You know, doing custom tooling and stuff. Like you had to go with a drug operation. It's just mm-hmm. I just think that's really funny. Um, <laughs> and also, what's the so what's the deal with them not being part of the Commonwealth? They're like, oh, they're part of the Commonwealth, not part. Of, I actually think this is a private Hornsby deal. I think this is Could something be. that like he can. Pl- this is like a private fiefdom. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. The, the thing is, is this is such a weird situation that like none of the all the 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 pieces kind of fit the, the puzzle. Um, let's go. I want to see the end of this before we talk about it more. Yeah, it strikes me as um, kind of risky to bring in an unknown, a potential mercenary and or patriot like Carol, if this is like your little secret. But right, right. He has a lot of these little secrets, like where he gets his resources from. But we'll see more on it. Uh, some troopers fail colossally in defending themselves from walkers and are only saved when Mercer arrives. Then Connie questions Mercer, but not with the questions her editor sent her with. Instead, they're about Tyler, and Mercer answers none of them. Um, we find out that the woman who Tyler took hostage was Mercer's sister, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a crack in his, uh, let's say, adherence to the philosophy of commonwealth yeah yeah uh which does that mean that because the woman they took hostage was fake stephanie or i guess real stephanie uh right i I think i don't remember what she looked like but so mercer and eugene are going to be kind of bound together by this it seems like oh god (laughs) eugene's gonna be his brother-in-law that sounds (laughs) fucking terrible (laughs) Uh, it's literally the only way Eugene would ever get an uh, invitation to the barbecue. True. Um, I think, I think this, 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 you're not, you're underselling how pathetic this opening scene was. I had on my notes that this Dude. guy gets bit wearing all this fucking armor. Dude. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting like you wearing this shit. You should be able to dive into a mosh pit of zombies like uncle Scrooge diving into his fucking money bin, <laughs> right? You should be able to backstroke through these fools. The only like, thing this guy, you're concerned about is, is being crushed to death or asphyxiated yes, right under a pile yes. of walkers. That's it. Yes. 
and these guys coming at you once like once you got your injured co compadre into the car you should have just been they were coming in like onesie twosies man yeah, yeah this like, is pathetic this is your military like these guys are the ones that passed your fucking fast <laughs> houses and your cooperation houses how did this happen right. this is you, the you fought a one-arm sharing a knife and now you're just like oh my god a zombie coming out this is so stupid. the shit that walking dead does this is it right man this is the stealth walker this is the trained uh you know grizzled survivor not being able to handle a single walker because it the is thing scaring is they could have staged the scene where this guy is truly getting mobbed and you know he's sure. trying to protect his the guy that's got a bum leg or whatever and mercer has to come in there and but like they did the they achieved the goal of making mercer like a complete fucking badass right. like you know, you just hear him like squelch, squelch, slice, slice. And he finally appears and he's just dripping blood. He looks like a vengeful god. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. Yeah, Mercer is a total badass. But it makes the Commonwealth's army look really fucking lame. Yeah. It like, makes it look like just... he's the only guy holding this yeah. civilization together. Because if yeah. he dies, his army cannot take over. I mean, you think if that's Daryl or Rosita in that armor, this scene's a joke. Like this, just like yeah, oh, yeah. Mercer doesn't get his 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 heroic moment. It just I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This the other thing is like, is this plot feeling? I don't know how I don't know how the comic book goes. But is this plot feeling a little bit too small? Like Mercer, mean? who is the supreme commander of their army, has a sister who is the decoy Stephanie who is also the aide-de-camp mm-hmm. to the governor who, you, you know, it's like there, it, seem, it, it seems like there's just a the, everything's a little bit too neat and related. Like, you don't have to forge yeah. an alliance with the army. You're just going to get it for free through his sister. I'm, I, it, it, it feels a little, it feels a little, I don't know, a little, a little rushed and lazy to me. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, I look at the, you know, the size of governor uh, ships of like the major cities that we have with millions of people in them. And I'm like, well, you scale that down to like 10,000. Yeah, maybe you have yeah, five people maybe. in the government, you know, running the show. Um, I don't know. It, it, it does feel a little too just so, but also I could see it with the scale of this city. I'm just wondering, the other thing is like, and maybe they'll explain all this, but like, why was Radio Stephanie subbed in for the other Stephanie? Was the governor's aide de camp doing radio duty? Is like, what is that one of the things she does? Like, uh, that seems like a lower level position. Wait, what? The governor's well, aide was so. So apparently, this Stephanie, the new at the Stephanie? end of the episode, the real who's Mercer's brother, real Bl- Stephanie, Mercer's sister, yeah, Blue Evil. Apparently, she was the one that was on the radio the entire time. They switched her out for decoy uh-huh. Stephanie when yep. they. Well, my my, and we also know that this decoy Stephanie is working directly as like the chief of staff or like I don't yeah. know uh, head head uh, page for the governor. Was she doing both of those things, or is the her working as uh, very close to the governor reward for her doing the decoy work? Like, uh, I thought feels she like was doing like both of those things, there. but it seems really? hard to believe that, right? Like, if Eugene just shows up at her job at some point, like, yeah. she won't be there, you know? It'll yeah. be other Stephanie, and then he'll recognize her voice and be like, what's up with this? It, yeah, it's... It, but like he, it, it's, I guess he maybe can't just show up there, because he had to break into there last time, right? That they got into the radio room? 
Right. So maybe they're less worried about that and they can set up these meetings, artificial meetings. I I don't know. You're right. It, it feels a little more complex than it needed to be. Like just co-opt real Stephanie into your plan here and uh-huh. she can just be Blue Weevil and you've got no problem. I, she really loves that. Yeah. Eugene is what I think they're yeah, going to set she up. She loves Eugene. She might not go along with the gaslighting. She's like, we can't do it. But, like, it, but, but it, would it be gaslighting know, at that point? Like she could just also, have a relationship with him. I, I guess. But it's also still like there's something scummy about it. I don't know. And I, 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 why the subterfuge? It, you know? Yeah, dude. Why and not like, just have the real Eugene... blue weevil report to Lance about things? Because she might not. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, that seems like so. This seems like a part of their overall strategy to contact civilizations, yeah. like Hornswoggle. You know, like get get in there and like get the information. Like I identify the persons you can work with. So like, yeah, find out what they need. So like, why would Stephanie catch feelings? Because she's knows going into the relationship that she's, she's uh, using Eugene. True. Is she just that big of a sucker for Eugene? I guess charm? so, man. I she's guess like, so. She's like, you know, like she's that I, big of know, a sucker been, for Eugene. She's never seen. I feel she's like, like, Oh my God, this guy's an Iron Maiden fan. Just, just bites her fist. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> his favorite's Rocky Road. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she's real shallow. Because you know, the Eugene Eugene is hard to interface with. It's not just like off-putting in person. Like the way he mm-hmm. talks over. If all oh, like, yeah. oh, it's just a, it's just a pure intellect you're merging with. He's a lot on that level too. Uh huh. Can, can I ask you one thing? They, I don't remember them addressing in this episode or ever since we got to the Commonwealth. What the fuck is Eugene's job? How did he earn this super nice apartment? Is it just from giving Lance information? Did Lance like... I think so. Return that favor with... You don't have to do anything ever. You can now just sit back, relax, enjoy the Commonwealth and have nothing to do. It feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Because Lance has already got what he needed you know what? out of Eugene. Eugene is the Eugene's the Commonwealth version of a Bitcoin millionaire. You know, he took a he <laughs> okay. took a flyer on Bitcoin. He mined Bitcoin when you know they were five cents a piece. He got a couple thousand, and he just doesn't have to work. Uh, he he Ever delivered again? Alexandria to the. I don't know. It seems like the Commonwealth really wants to keep him buttered up, but now they're but isolating but him. But why? Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. None of this stuff really makes sense. He's given up everything he's got. The location of Alexandria. That's... Because the other thing is like, if, if you're targeting the most vulnerable losers that you can kind of like reel in with a, like a 1-900 uh, ham radio station, how like, it's kind of weird that Eugene is as central to Alexandria and as influential as he is, but he's barely influential. Yeah. Like that strategy is like actually be like tr- they haven't got the location of Alexandria from him yet, have they? They will. No, they showed up with Alexandria with him at the front gates and took them all back. Oh, right. At the end of the hurricane episode. Yeah, you're right. God damn. What the, what did no, they need I, from Eugene? I don't, and I think that's why they're now operation making him look like a crazy lunatic while <laughs> rewarding his compatriots enough that, like, if he starts making waves, they'll be, like, princess. Like, I don't know. I got a nice thing going here. I don't – I feel bad for you, Eugene, but damn, this is better than starving to death in Alexandria. <laughs> yeah. But that's no, the thing. It's like, that's such a compelling know. argument. What What's with the subterfuge? Right. Right. Anyway, uh, speaking of Eugene – here he tells princess exactly why he loves stephanie 
and then they break into Roman Calhoun's apartment to search for evidence. I fucking hate the name Roman Calhoun. I think it's one of the cheesiest, stupidest names. It's like Eugene yeah. just named this guy. I don't think this guy's name is actually Roman Calhoun. I think Eugene just gave him a name, and that was the first thing he came up with. Uh, Calhoun. Uh, yeah, uh, he apparently had a dream of becoming a sci-fi author, and Stephanie inspired him via her words to seize the day, to carpe diem that fucking pin and get to it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all well and good to give credit where credit's due for people who might have inspired you, give you a nudge. But come on, Eugene, you wrote that book, King. You don't. It's, it's, <laughs> she didn't do it for you. Like, golly, uh, this guy's just completely going overboard with this whole thing. And I like Princess's thing where she's like, she likes Eugene. She's Eugene's friend. But also, like, man, I got this nice little job. I got this nice little bed. I'm wanting to get a nice little cat. You know, get the trifecta going here, and uh, he ruins it for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of like this scene a bit. Um, I think, you know, the stuff about becoming a sci-fi author uh, and and not, you know, waiting until you get through this because, like, there is there is no real living through this, right? I think you can be delusional, you can, or you can be under that impression that, like, okay, we can ride this out. And society will yeah. reestablish itself sometime within my lifetime, probably, right? Mm-hmm. But the more you look at it, it's more like, man, things are are bad. We've been on the on the road for ten years. I've been living in a community of less than a hundred people. Is a sci-fi author really a lucrative career path for me? Um, if I if I wait this out, maybe I should just go ahead and do my hobbies because I enjoy the thing, right? You know. Right, yeah. And not worry about, like, I'm going to become some famous author after this is all over. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like Alexandria was a fucking work camp. Like, people did art. Yeah. Do you have you do you remember all the art we've seen? Sculptures mm-hmm. and paintings and all kinds of yeah, dark Owl, owl sculpture, sculptures, trash sculptures. I mean, hell. Yeah, like, there's there was free time in the zombie apocalypse. You could have uh-huh. been, but, but yeah, he's, I don't know. He's, uh, he needed Stephanie to, to give him that boost. Yeah. No, I kind of I kind of like that. Um, but so uh, keep moving here. Lance makes a deal with Moto, the uh, poppy foreman, at least until Carol tells him that the guy has been stealing from his workers, and Lance immediately has him taken into custody. It is weird that like Carol is his ringer here, but it doesn't seem like she did anything but kind of like, hey man, uh, how what's it like working here? <laughs> and just listen to what they said. Uh, why and if why this did is, they so- tell her this? Like a lieutenant. I mean, I guess I don't know. That's wild to me, but okay. Yeah, that this. Yeah, that they just allowed this person to go and talk to their workers when they're negotiating a deal. Uh, ah, but may, I don't know. Maybe Carol broke their necks. They, they, they tried to stop her, and she broke their necks. Um, sure. But I also like it. Here, there's this kind of like muddled area where like this is not an official Commonwealth operation, mm-hmm. but you can commandeer it at any time. Like maybe that's part of the world building. Like. They're just telling a story that, like, there is nothing that's not beyond, like, the Commonwealth taking. Like, you can have an understanding with the Commonwealth that you've got your own thing, and then they yoink it, setting... Ah, that's probably setting up, like, the hilltop situation with Maggie. Sure. You think Lance does buyout offers? Does he go in and, like, you know, or does he do the true hostile takeover? How many missions do you think Mercer's been sent on to, you know, the point in him in the direction of someone that Lance was just kind of 
done. I'm surprised that they're able to push with. them over so easy, though. Like, is this moto like just really running a camp uh, where no one, you know, like because they're it's in the zombie apocalypse. They need like guns and spears and shit, right? Yeah, no, totally. Fend to off um, the zombies. It, it seems like he was the only guy who was on board with this plan, right? Like, yeah, he was getting all the benefit. Nobody else. Everybody else was getting just ground up in the the gears of, of yeah. production here and. What, yeah, when they took him away, no That's one sloppy. was going to defend you him. No you should have at least paid the tough people because uh, it looked like they're the workers who were like younger and they weren't very physically impressive. And then he had their like some grizzled vets that was maybe middle management. You gotta, you gotta grease their wheels too a little bit, man. Or you think so. uh, yeah. Well, maybe or, they or just the think you know with him apart. out of the way, more money for us. Uh, Ooh, they can just run the same playbook, right? <laughs> Uh, how did you like uh, The Walking fuck. Dead? The Walking Dead has had some beautiful balderdashes before. I hate it. Or balderizations. But Mother Puss Bucket? It, it, this is... It, did The Walking Dead think about who they're dealing with here? This is a fucking drug dealer who has been robbing his employees and he won't curse. He won't curse. That's too far over the moral gray line for him. It's dumb. Are they you just, fucking just, kidding me? Just don't, just don't, just have him do something else. Don't have him do mother puss bucket. Have him be like you. You son of a bitch. Uh, you. Yeah, you son you of a bitch. Goddamn or, assholes. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like, uh, uh, but, but don't have him do this. It's so dumb. It takes me out every single time. I'll, I'll not notice if he calls them you, you, right. you, you hell spawn bastards. Your 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 yeah. mother was a like you know I I wouldn't that wouldn't buy I it's like okay whatever but like when they say this it's like oh they wanted to say motherfucker and right they couldn't for some reason leave your flights of linguistic fancy to <laughs> the names of walkers right like when people yeah. call them the the crawlers or the the creepers or the the rotters the 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 stinkers or whatever you can do it there that's fun this is not fun this is just stupid. Yeah, and if you know, and if you still need to flex your creativity, there's always Roman Calhoun there. <laughs> uh, but but leave the believe believe the profanity to the experts, man. Calhoun. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Speaking of Roman Calhoun, uh, he returns immediately after they find a stash of weapons in his apartment. We're back to Eugene and Princess rifling through his mm-hmm. shit. Uh, they sneak out. But they're stopped by an old lady with some troopers who's alerted the the guards. Goddamn nosy old ladies with nothing better to do but inform. I mean, how could you expect? I mean, come on. You're a man in a fedora and a leather duster. <laughs> I mean, at least Princess wasn't in her furry uh, coat because then it'd be a they truly laughable. really, really notched down the yeah. color on Princess. I kind of hate it. I don't. Yeah, like. It, it seems, again, I had the theory of like, well, maybe she's just acclimating to people again, but like that really affects her style that much. I don't know. And it it seemed to happen out of nowhere, right? It seemed to happen in the off mid season. I swear to like, God, it's been, they they decided to her and Mercer were going to get together, and they're like, you know what, Mercer wouldn't go for someone that crazy. Uh, yeah. So we need to tone it down instead of be like, well, maybe opposites attract. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the de deprincess- no. of this character. No, I, I totally agree. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're an idiot looking like Eugene does and you're creeping around outside, climbing in fire escapes and shit, someone's going to notice. Yeah. That's what's funny. I, I did get a, jo- a, a laugh because it's something my wife and I joke about. Like, uh, she has no concept of how long a foot, a yard, a mile is. Like, uh-huh. if I ask her, is something 100 feet away? A football field it's like uh, like i have no huh. it's the princess like when she's like what's my range you know like it's a 40 30 and she's like i don't know I, i'm not good at that like <laughs> some people uh some people can uh, judge distances and times and some people can't mm-hmm. and princess seems like the definitely the type of person that doesn't pay too too close attention to that kind of thing yeah for sure uh stealth zombies real problem for her hmm all right, Mercer is dismayed to find out that his prisoner has been moved from his hospital room, and he doesn't know where they went. Some, somebody Punch. with authority moved him. Punches a wall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's like they're fucking, they're, they're you know, you, but it's like, this would have happened whether Connie had poked around the edges or not. So I guess the point of those scenes was that he now knows that Connie is investigating He's got a reason maybe to join the investigation or not hinder it instead of, you know, yeah, uh, 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 just just holding the line. So, yeah, he's really pissed off, puts a whole um, I, I wonder if he'll get in trouble for that. Like, it seems like that's the kind of thing that uh, you would want to be real demonstrative of your emotions when you're you define the official authority, especially if you might want to start fucking with them on the sly. But, uh, yeah, it does make off. me nervous for next episode i i don't know are, are they gonna have mercer just turn against the government next episode or are they gonna have him actually go to the government and say hey what's up you moved my prisoner um because i you the know former doesn't do feel that. right he's gotta go ask about it but I, on the other hand if, uh, he's, if he knows won't. that there's been a whole bunch like there's the other thing is like sometimes you know how a government works but you're okay with it because it's it's like well you know these people are this these people is that now you got to do this you got to do that but when it affects you then you realize oh it's different and i yeah. guess they could play like well we disappear people that dissent all the time. If I dissent and say have a problem, this is obviously what's happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just make myself a target. So I'm going to not address it and then work with con- that's I, I guess that's plausible to me anyway. I don't know. I mean, they haven't shown us that like there's any cracks in his uh, psychological armor here until this moment so i feel like the first crack would not be the deepest but maybe i'm wrong do you think that his presence at date in davis's room implied that they're like he was aware that the guy was getting a raw deal a little bit yeah i felt like he was okay. there you know questioning him um you know making making sure that this everything that he's saying would not really leave that room okay but we'll see uh, moving over to Eugene and Princess in the jail cell. Uh, Eugene apologizes to Princess for getting her in trouble before Lance visits uh, to prove to Eugene that Roman Calhoun's story about being a plumber is true. He's got all the documentation. Apparently, Roman Calhoun decided to drop the charges, but they the concession here is that they have to leave him alone. And he makes Eugene yeah. sign a statement saying he was emotionally distraught and it won't happen again and then lets him out of jail. And of course, <laughs> what happens immediately after that? 
This conspiracy just just proves that it goes uh, even deeper than I thought. Yep. Yeah. Again, only acceptable because you're right. If you're wrong, you're the biggest idiot on earth. But okay. But there's this Kafka esque like the fact that paperwork makes things real. You know, like, well, uh-huh, where's your sure. receipts on this? And if you're the, you know, that that just shows like the immense amount of corruption that a central body can do, can can get up to because if. Right receipts and paper trails are what prove a thing happened then the people that can make receipts and paper trails can that's the thing where are those receipts history. and paper trails coming from right like exactly. most of the time that works because the sources of those things are independent um in this yeah. case they're all from the government so right right what do you think yeah but it's also shows how effective it can be to you know like if you select, like if you do this all the time people will will catch on Mm-hmm. But like, if you do it selectively, say in like a fairly liberal Western democracy, just selectively, if you, you choose who to fuck with and who the black hole and who, people will never catch on because most of it's legit. And you know what? The whole government's a lot. In that, in that, so yeah, like I said, there are some interesting things that they're tackling on to like that they're mm-hmm. t- taking on at the edges. It's just like, boy, the setup just I don't think is quite ready to do all the heavy lifting this is a this is a shaky yeah. scaffolding and you're putting way too much weight on it yep yeah, yeah eugene's standing on it <laughs> jumping up and down <laughs> uh all right eugene immediately goes back into find stephanie conspiracy mode and princess tries to talk him down uh by telling him to take the hint man like i said take a hint when she said she loves you now take a hint when she moves to la to get away from you um, and this is solid advice. This totally. is the way in our non-fallen-to-hell zombie world you should, the, where there probably oh. isn't a vast criminal conspiracy against your girlfriend. Dude. Probably and the, to go, yeah. The end of this scene. So she tells him a story about the day that her dad left and how it completely took her by surprise. And I like this. I think this is a great little speech yeah. here, a great moment for Princess. But it, This happens, dude, yeah. It does not fucking work because Eugene is an incel. I mean, oops, he, he knows how the moment felt. He knows how the yeah. moment felt. Uh, this is the stalkeriest of stalker moments for him. Like, Which is, but that's because, and I thought that he, instead of like appealing to the love, which, yeah, well, fine and good, but like the whole like, why, where was the guy's tools? Why did uh, the the broadcast place not know that Stephanie wasn't going to show up if there was a work order transfer? Why, you know, like there was a couple yeah. of like real things that were not assuaged by the paperwork, the tie to paperwork that Hornsby mm-hmm. buried him with. And I thought like it's kind of weird that they didn't the show itself didn't bring that up. It's just like it's just because uh, I know how it felt when we licked the Rocky Road. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I don't know if the show doesn't know that or if eugene doesn't realize that right like because eugene is like picking up on those clues throughout this episode but then mm-hmm. he lets them drop pretty quickly in favor of like I-, I just felt good when she said i love you yeah <laughs> and so now she's mine and it's very very creepy yeah and like the other thing is this would also work a lot better if they'd had time to establish the relationship a little bit more Totally. Um, but like they, you know, we really haven't seen them. Like they got ice cream once and they got into a deal where Stephanie got in a whole bunch of trouble. And I thought she was like going to be black holed. And then that got all resolved. And we <laughs> see them wake up together, which I was a shock to me. I'm like, holy shit, they're sleeping together. Okay. Yeah. And she's reading this. 
I just felt like if they had spent a little bit of time, if they had had like a maybe a, a third of a season to develop their relationship where it's like, oh, yeah, this is cute. I see that. But I don't know. I think they're just really banking on the fact that Eugene is naive and inexperienced and yeah. uh, able to be easily manipulated. All right. Um, we've got another Kelly and Connie scene. You want to you want to try and explain what's going on in this one? So so this one's a truck. So Connie uh, and Kelly are having an intense conversation about the uh, newspaper article that just came out that was the puff piece on the military. And while they're trying to resolve that, a note gets slipped under the door that contains presumably a bunch of names because she's wanting to know Boy. like who how many people get disappointed disappeared <laughs> there's supposedly thousands of them has a bunch of names the last one is trooper davis so she's yeah. got a lead she's got someone on the inside feeding her information you just did a lot of heavy lifting with the phrase while they're trying to resolve that because <laughs> like the, yeah. the meat of their there conversation. was an extended back and forth i was like i can't believe this is happening i don't i yeah i'm not sure how this is landing on the people <laughs> what were they saying so, so basically kelly is trying to talk connie down and say like hey we're not gonna be here for very long right like once alexandria gets back on its feet we're gonna head back over there maybe you could just let this lie for a little while um and and i guess yeah that's they're resolving it but they really don't i mean because yeah this this note that comes in like you said has a list of a bunch of names and tyler's on it um are these all the people who've been disappeared is that what you're it can't be all well because the 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 davis guy the trooper davis said there's thousands but that seems a high too um it's a list of uh, oh, people that someone well, there knows are, disappeared. There are thousands. I, I thought there were thousands of people like him in the resistance who know that this is going on and are against it. Uh, um, not that there are thousands of people who've been disappeared because that'd be like half the community. Yeah, okay. So half of them have been disgraced and assigned menial job. But even then, that's like such a huge underground you're building for yourself, right? Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, it could be it could be people that are missing. Uh, what is it? Did they establish what it actually is? No, they don't. It's just a list of names that has Tyler's on it, and so it's suspicious. Okay. Um, I okay. assume we'll get to that next episode. Uh, here's my big question about this scene. How did the person who slipped the note under the door flash the lights from the outside of the room? Presumably that lamp is connected to the outlet that's connected to the light switch, which is on the inside of the door. You can see it. I don't even know is there a switch on the outside of the door that controls the lights on the inside of the house so this is a thing there is a button on the doors of people who are hard of hearing that will flash their lights like a doorbell oh and i bet they have installed that because these apartment compliances are ada compliant okay uh, that's actually that pretty the, cool Okay, so that's the that's the equivalent of someone, yeah, and then doing a knock on the door, so and then running. Maybe so I have exactly to recontextualize everything in this episode uh, <laughs> from Eugene ground up. Eugene, I don't think the hard of hearing. I think the hard of hearing can help all these issues. No, <laughs> I mean maybe it's just yeah. my own ignorance. Maybe The Walking Dead isn't as stupid as I think it is. Mm. All right, Eugene follows. Eugene's still on the trail. He follows one of these people from the plumbing shop to a building. Where he finds, 
it, it's all revealed. He, Stephanie was in on it. He's Caesar, and and my God, when you say all, you're talking like the Everything. last two and a half seasons of of shit. Yeah, I mean, is the plan is revealed to him, and then he reveals the plan we already know to us. It's terrible. I, I fucking hate this scene. It was he almost says, something out of a Will Ferrell movie, where yes, like here go yeah. like like yeah. No, th- this this could have been uh, what's his what's his Dewey Cox? What, what's his name? Uh, uh, Riley R- John C. Yeah, John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it could have been that dude delivering this speech because it is fucking stupid. Yeah, St- just yeah. mind meltingly stupid. I hated this scene, man. And Lance is standing there. I'm just like Lance standing here waiting for this idiot to get done throwing his tantrum and explaining the last two seasons of this show to me. Especially so that I can when get to something relevant, uh, please. It's also I laugh so hard when he gets to the end of this tirade that explicitly shows how these guys have twisted it up, played him for a fool, have uh-huh. un have a mastery of the power and the communications flowing in and through this organization. And he goes, "But you didn't see the twist of this story. I'm gonna expose you." Uh, to who for what and, and and what's funny is like not only like like Hornsby's got this guy in like three different things number one we can just disappear your ass yeah, yeah. number two what who are what what are the we're the bad guys like what do we actually do here what do we actually do that's 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 uh, that's bad and then right. three and then if you tell your friends they're gonna be like well you know I understand you being upset but like you know don't rock the boat and three you just signed a statement that said you're fucking crazy and stressed out and you're seeing things. So like we already have the paperwork fabricated, dude. Yeah. Um, it was actually kind of, if, if Eugene was a stronger character and it, it, or it felt like a real victory, this would have been a cool scene. But as it was like, Eugene is so easy to roll that I don't, I don't feel like Hornsby and they almost played it that way too. Like there was no satisfaction in like beating an idiot, you know, <laughs> Sure. If you beat an idiot at chess, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, that's the, what Hornsby did. The trouble is there was no satisfaction in watching Eugene realize any of this either. Like, you can tell me that Eugene has realized what's happened with a simple, with what they start this scene with, which is him seeing Stephanie. And and mm-hmm. all all you got to do is have him see Stephanie, have give him a, a look and and just have him start, you know, sobbing or whatever. And then instead of recapping the last two seasons of this show for us, I'm well aware of all the shit that's happened. Just have him say, I'm going to expose you. And then yeah, Lance you can gives have his say, speech the can, same way he did before. Him, it's, you, you can have him say, you played me like a fiddle uh-huh. and like be like, say like one or two accusations. And then, yeah. but like, yeah, the recounting of like, it just let me, went you on know, and you, on. Like, yeah, ever since she called me potato bug, it's been a lie. And then she said she liked my science fiction and Iron Maiden. It was a lie. And then when she was putting it on me right. oh, in my socks, it was all a lie. <laughs> and <laughs> and it goes back and, all the and way it's worse the because beginning. it's all eugenified too. It's all yeah. the depths of my yeah. delusion. And the, yeah. yeah, I feel like they wrote this and they thought, oh, this will be hilarious and fun to watch Eugene say all of this. And it was not. It ca- no, I got. Some, I mean, it was. I, I laughed. A, I was laughing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I laughed I think, at the audacity to put something like this on a professionally made television show. Is what I was laughing at. Not that it was actually funny in context. 
Yeah, Josh McDaniel's been asking for like more material. It's like you know, uh, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, dining out on that uh, uh, crotch bite uh, for for <laughs> la- for last six seasons. I, I need something meaty to, to, to chew on. That's not another man's dick. And then <laughs> he, they, we he sees this script, and, he's, and you guys gave me a radio. I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I thought I was going to cure King Ezekiel of his cancer. I get nothing, and they give him this. He's like, not like this. Yeah, I die like this because he just looks like a fool, man. And then they say, we wrote it, Eugene. Fucking say it. And then at the end where they're like, uh, um, you know, Stephanie's real name is Shira, I think. Mm, she, she, she hates Shiva. Is it the same? Is it, as I the think tiger? it's Shira. No, I think okay. it's S-H-I-R-A. All right. Uh, she hates Iron Maiden, but she genuinely loved your book. Mm-hmm. You should stick with it. It's Ugh. such a. Oh man, it's what? What do you call that? It's like such a such a great parting shot. Like you've stomped this mm-hmm. guy to completely into the ground, and now you're going to essentially have him thank you for it. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that Here's was pretty. The one moment I actually like in this scene is when Lance puts his hand on Eugene's shoulder, because this mm-hmm. is like it's it's an extreme display of confidence of domination of mm-hmm. all of the the accomplishments over Eugene that Lance has just completed and it also gives him permission to turn around and to turn his back on this what could be a dangerous man in this situation and walk away fully confident that Eugene is not going to run up these stairs and attack him yeah. he he has beaten this man um yeah and we see that in the final scene where he burns his book and then the real blue evil <laughs> shows up and Eugene turns around and says, what do you want blue evil? If that is your real name, it's like, <laughs> like he's gotta be suspicious, right? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like is <laughs> what I, it would be so, and they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it, but it would be so funny if they just, the rest of the season <laughs> yeah. is Hornsby running the exact same plot. <laughs> With a little bit more, compl- with a little bit more sweet and a little sexier Stephanie, and mm. then we get to run this back at the start of next season too. God, that would, that would be, be great. so funny. Just I mean, just fuck go it. completely at in the this farce, point, right? Yeah. But like I said, we're at a monumental stage for a live action television show. Eleven seasons, come yeah. on! So few shows say, get this, and they're so obviously in like, fuck it, let's just do what we want mode. You don't put. A really neo-noir are. Eugene episode in like season five of the show. They mm-hmm. can just do whatever they want now. So yeah, no, they can. I, I hope we get a musical episode. I'm not even joking. Yeah, um, we'll see. Because like I, you know, if you go back and listen to what I was hoping to get out of this this half season and like you know getting more into the Commonwealth and I thought there's some shades of gray they could explore, but boy, howdy, they they've just got the big white brush and the big black brush and yeah. Uh, they're they're painting and and they're broad. They're like three feet wide. These yeah. brushes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Usually with a black and a white brush, you can make some interesting shades of gray. Not sure they're doing it here. Mm. But we'll see. That's it. That's it for the episode. That's it. We do have a little bit of smattering of feedback. You want to talk about it? Uh, sure. Uh, you can send feedback into watching dead at baldmove.com. Uh, and yeah, and then, like I said, if, if the volume of feedback picks up, we will consider doing a midweek show. I will say that, like, um, 
something happened to our main watching dead at baldmove.com or maybe it's the walking dead at baldmove.com one of those email addresses was dead and a listener mentioned it was oh. bouncing mails i fixed that so maybe that okay. explains or it could be that this is episode 11 of, of season 11 and right. uh, there's only five other people watching this with us we'll see uh anyway paul from melbourne Australia wrote in and said, first, love the cast and appreciate you seeing out Walking Dead to the end. I'm glad you do, <laughs> because it's a little bit more of a slog than I was expecting from season nine and, and most of season 10. Yeah. Uh, wish they fast forwarded this episode in the first half of season 11A or whatever they're calling it. I really like to have this is also this is all for episode 10. This is uh, the gotcha. last episode. Um, I really like that they've not. Uh, really like the have versus have not aspects of the Commonwealth and the ever-growing tensions between our long-standing survivors. Also, the bloke playing Mercer is great. 100% co-sign on that. Um, Interested to see how they position the Commonwealth with the CRM helicopter people um, because, so I guess this is a spoiler for the World Beyond, which I don't care because I've never, I'm never going to watch the World Beyond. Uh, Apparently last season they depicted the uh, CRM people having no issue killing a hundred thousand people. A hundred thousand. Yeah. A hundred thousand with what army? Dude, I don't know. Or like what kind of army that gets uh, cluster fucked by a a single Walker. No, 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 no. This is the, this is the helicopter people. This is the people that that abducted Rick. All right. We haven't seen them. Yet, so. Yeah. Okay. There's this okay. other faction that they talked about in the world beyond. Um, so I don't know whether they got like cluster bombs or thermobaric bomb or what the hell they got going on over there. But it also I maybe I wonder if this explains the like those refugees we saw like that. Uh, I think Michonne kind of yeah. threw in with the the big formations of wagons and stuff. So he goes, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that helicopter folk can come in and destroy the place. Yeah, I, yeah these uh, sure. these striped dudes, I don't think could stand against an army that could kill 100,000. No, God, no. Uh, Paul says, glad Judith got the Motorhead record. I'm hoping she ends up running the new world. Cosign again, uh, Judith right. for 2024. Cheers, fellas. Love your work, not only in The Walking Dead, but all the shows you cover. Well, thanks, Paul. Thanks for the kind words. What do you think is going to happen with, with Judith there? Is she going to like get the message from Motorhead and like her philosophy is going to revolve around eating the rich and she's going to be like oh. the resolution to the Pamela Milton stuff? Man, I don't know because like it, this seems like she's going to be put in a rough spot where like Aunt Maggie and Uncle Daryl are going to go at each other pretty hard. I don't know how she's going to feel about that. I'm a little worried. I don't think a child in this situation would get the complexities of the society that used to exist. Even when oh, put uh, into one of those societies, I don't think they would catch on to those dynamics as quickly as this show has left. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And plus it's like when you, you, you have uh, human beings have an amazing capacity to filter out information that sure. they don't like, you know, like I used to be a fundamentalist Christian watching Star Trek The next generation, loving that show. thought it's like, you know, preaching to the choir, but then they talk about evolution and be like, Oh, they just got it wrong on that part. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or some of the social commentary, like, yeah, I'd take the opposite because that's comforted, comported to my, so like, yeah, if Judith is listening to motorhead while she's, you know, fully participating in in uh uh late stage capitalism <laughs> zombie apocalypse is the latest stage you can get i think uh, yes I, I could i could see her not you know like full, fully participating in that while being a big motorhead fan yeah 
Uh, William Pian, an interesting email, said at the end of the Walking Dead World Beyond series, uh, I would recommend, or he goes, one thing that really did pop off was a post credit scene during the final ap- episode. So the finale episode of the this latest season, or maybe it's a series, I'm not sure. Had nothing to do with the rest of the series, but actually gave us a glimpse of the C- a CDC-like location somewhere in France. Now, background behind this, and it's a four-minute scene. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, Jenner... Do you remember him, CDC guy from sure. the end of the first season? Yeah, died. Said that one of the other last CDC things to fall was the facility in France. Right. But he hadn't heard from them for several weeks. Um, this was one of his updates, like like uh, journals that he was sending back and forth. And uh, there's this lady at present day who's hooking up all these zip drives in this Paris facility and and uh, like going over this these final days of research. Some other guy comes in and interrupts her and they have a brief exchange and he shoots her and then walks out. And within several seconds, she reanimates and sprints over the door and bang starts banging on it as a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Jenner dialogue is the first part of it is just kind of like just, you know, whatever, you know, just standard Jenner stuff. But after she gets shot, he says, I am concerned about these new variants that that you are identified and you're seeing um and there's a couple things that the fan community some people assert that she got shot in the head and then reanimated which i didn't think so i or at least it's inconclusive if if a person gets shot in the head and reanimates as a zombie that's obviously a game changer sure um but they also mentioned that like this isn't the walking dead kind of slow shambling zombie. This, she sprinted to the door and started banging on it and it was like rumpling the metal surface. So they're thinking that maybe there's a new kind of rage that the, there's a rage zombie variant, uh, unleashed in the walking dead world. Uh, what do you think? Is that, will that ever affect the walking dead mains? No, that's why I was thinking. I, I, I mean the fact that we haven't seen it and this is all happening, like a decade ago in world. Right. I mean, cause Jenner's dead in season one. So like, I think so all the time that we've spent in roaming the woods of Georgia and getting to Virginia or wherever the fuck Alexandria is now outside DC area, like uh, all that time has passed and we have not seen any of that enter the show. So I really don't think so. I think this is stuff they're setting up for whatever they're doing in these spinoff shows. And maybe gotcha. the Daryl Carroll stuff, uh, if whatever spinoff that becomes, but definitely not in The Walking Dead. Mm. Unless it it is something where, like, at the very end, right, like, everything's happy and fun, and then you see zombies sprinting up to Commonwealth or something. Right. That I don't think it's something that we're going to have to grapple with, like, a change in the dynamic come part three of three of season no, 11. No, yeah. Yeah. It is an interesting question, because, like, that's one of the big questions I've had is, like, how the hell are you going to keep this shit fresh? Yeah, you know, like Daryl and Carol. My God, like how many seasons? And I guess like if you start mutating to zombies and doing stuff interesting with that, just go full fucking Resident Evil. Like you know, sure. yeah, uh, that could be. It's a much different show than we started off with Frank Darabont, but it's a way it to already keep people is. watching after fifty. Yeah, after fifteen years, right? Anyway, um, thanks for bringing that to our attention, William. Uh, he says thanks for the insights and laughs through the multitude of your podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, and thanks, thanks again for that information. Finally, Dave says, "Hey guys, so great to have you back on the Walking Dead treadmill. Your discussions are far more interesting than Chris Hardwick's ta- uh, Talking Dead show." Uh, 
Chris should invite you guys for an episode instead of Superman. Oh. You bet Nicole Brown. Oh. That will never happen. No. Nope. Oh my God. Would we play nice? No, no, no. If, if no. we if we showed up there, I mean, if they if, if presumably if they had us out, they'd want the bald move experience. So we would just right. we would just be la- we'd just be cackling on the couch like crazy yeah. people. Uh, my goal in that episode would be to get Chris Hardwick to admit that something on the show was dumb, <laughs> that anything on the show was dumb. I don't care if it's Eugene's hair. I don't care what it is. Admit just it. say say it, Chris. This was bad. This is not admit good. it, Hardwick. Admit it, Hardwick. I think the mistakes were made. Get docked your time. You're not going to get. It's the last season. It's the last season, Chris. How much money can they stiff you? Right. Have us on the finale episode. Have us on. We'll help you turn off the lights. No, he's got to keep going. They surely do this stuff with World Beyond and Fear and all those others, right? I mean, of course, of course they would. He's chained to this shit like Davy Crew, Davy Jones's crew, man. He's do they even have away. the Talking Dead anymore? Is that still a thing? Nope. Well, I it was as of last half season. Was it okay? Because it Good like God. occasionally tries to play it to me when I'm all done watching Walking Dead. So. Uh, oh anyway, my God, he cried during one episode. <laughs> Get out of here, Chris. Uh, Dave continues silly points here but regarding tigers in a post-apocalyptic world do you really think they'd be running wild and increasing in numbers she was taken out by a small horde after all and India's population was and is so huge there's got to be millions more zombies to contend with potentially billions granted Shiva was mo- motivated to stay in the fight to save Ezekiel but how many zombies can a tiger fight off if it's uh, uh if it's after food are zombies mm. even nutritious after a decade of rotting? That I don't. The latter empty question, I don't know. The zombies empty. But I can't imagine a scenario because it's not like the Bengal tigers live in the urban areas of India. You know, they live right. like way up in the f- forests and mountains and jungles. Um, and even if you had a huge herd that comes through those areas, like they do, tigers are powerful and fast. Like I just can't mm. imagine a zombie herd cornering one that wasn't like in a situation no. like Shiva where like the humans had compelled her to be in a fight to the death. And I just, yeah, it'd be like, uh, I mean, slightly less ridiculous than a zombie eating an Eagle, you know, like short of taking <laughs> flight, uh, you know, take, taking off of 40, 50 miles an hour, uh, for a quarter mile at a time. While the zombie, like, yeah, I just climbing a tree. It's fucking climb a tree. Yeah, I, there's no possible way that a tiger would get eaten by zombies. I mean, it's just the expert swimmers. They can they can swim across rivers and lose the zombies that way. Like, yeah, it's just, I mean, they, they could plow through a herd. I, I I look, I have a cat and I see the way that my cat moves. I couldn't corner my cat if I tried. I don't think my wife and I could corner my cat if I tried. And if I did try. My my cat has no problem when I'm walking around the house, just barreling in front of me and crashing into my legs. Yeah. And she's seven. She's like 11 pounds or something. I don't know what the fuck yeah. she is. You get a tiger that's 400 pounds and you have that thing just run through a herd of walkers. It's just going to plow right through them. Right. I, yeah. I mean, there's I, there's no number of walkers that could get in front of a tiger that it couldn't just plow through. Right. And and, and tigers don't. Uh, tigers do not suffer from this vo- zombie virus. They can be torn apart, presumably by zombies, but if one yeah. bite isn't going to do so like, 
once grass the zombies have to hold down contain and do lethal damage to a tiger <laughs> right it's it's impossible and you're talking about all this stuff with your cat hurting her that's in the house right imagine you're in an open field there's no yeah. way you could catch that 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 thing so no like yeah, i just i don't too. buy it yep. what they could uh, what they could eat i i don't I, that's that's a bigger question that that might sure. be but like yeah i just I would imagine once the initial wave of zombies go through and they start, you know, rotting and disappearing and just like, you know, getting into herds and moving that like, yeah, nature would recover to a pretty good extent. Because as many as honestly, as many like we, we talk about the earth being overcrowded and seven billion people being a lot. It's really not. It's really yeah. not. If we if you pack that together in herds, it would be van. There would not be that many and they would not be as big as you think. Like, I forget. I saw this one thing like you can pack all of humanity into a cube that's like one mile by one mile by one mile or something insane like that. Like if you just compressed us together with no space, <laughs> uh, we're just not. Yeah, we're not that much of a biomass. So I, I think it's possible, yeah. but. Um. Dave continues, I got the impression from her speech that Pamela Milton's father was involved in the early creation of the Commonwealth. She says due to his sacrifices, we're here where we are now, and he would be so proud to see how far we've come. That suggests to me that he was aware of its existence, if not its creator. I don't know, because number one, I don't know what kind of mythology making that they are doing on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, she could just, most of the people are at Commonwealth probably weren't there from the beginning, so she can say whatever she wants. Sure. Uh... He was a pre-fall politician, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that he would, like, like, like some of the leaders of these communities would start off from some of the local politicians because they have the police, they have the you know all the organs of state to kind of pull, and your average person doesn't. So, yeah, he was a disgraced politician, but that doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't, you know, busted down from Congress into some more local government role. Right. So, yeah, he might have had a hand in creating Commonwealth. It's possible. We'll see. Um, Ezekiel clearly knows his days are numbered and is giving away his things in anticipation of his passing away. That Mm -hmm. was the motivation for the tiger collar to the kid and Henry's box, which I'm sure has mementos in it. It's got turds. (laughs) It's it's just got turds in it, man. We covered this last episode. Yeah. No, I look, I get it. He's giving away all the stuff, but yeah. like, I'd still, my point stands that a tiger chain and collar is not, it's like <sighs> Jerry's kids would be like, thanks, I guess. Like this was right. really fun in the context of leading dad around and this, but I don't know, maybe I, that's the other thing is kids never get tired. Like a kid, if they find a five-year-old kid, if they find something fun, will do it again and again and again and again, and they will get bored way after you do. So maybe, maybe you're onto something. One more thing I forgot to mention. Did you notice that the wine store statements at the uh, from the wine store statements? I think he's talking about the paperwork here that the Commonwealth is in Ohio. Seems like a long ways for them to be bothering with Alexandria, doesn't it? Most of their troops are marching. It's over 300 miles from Alexandria to the Ohio border. And as far as I can tell, that's true. I looked it up on Google Maps, which is at least seven to 10 days of walking, right? Um (sighs) 10 days of walking would be 30 miles a day, which is, I think, grueling Seems for a marching fast. pace. Um, but I don't know, like uh, historically, what would be considered like a grueling pace? Uh, 30 miles is a lot to hike, though. Uh, if you're on roads or something, I mean, that's maybe not 10 as much, hours but... of walking at average walking speed, right? Like three miles per hour, three miles per hour. And three miles yeah, per hour is doable. If 10 you're hours of walking or, or, you know, roads, roads, but like, uh-huh. 
Yeah. And certainly not in the forest. You're not getting three miles per hour. Um, I wouldn't think so. But I imagine they do use roads most of the time. But they're choking the cars and stuff. It would be, yeah. Yeah, Commonwealth probably cleared them out. I, I don't know. It sounds doable, but yeah, definitely a grueling pace. Hmm. For that long. Especially as unfed as most of these Alexandrians were. Like yeah. you bring back a couple of bushels of apples. I don't think that's going to cut it to march 10 days, 10 hours a day at a grueling pace. They, Looks they, they like they bought I, food, food with them. We'll see. I did a quick search and they said that like uh, army can go, uh, can average 15 to 20 miles a day, but you have to have a full day of rest at least once a week and cannot sustain that pace for more than five <sighs> around five days. Cause you All are right. humping it. Uh, that, yeah, well, that's carrying a lot it. of gear too, right? Like armies, armies transport a lot of shit on them. Like you've I got that's heavy true, weapons. But wouldn't these and guys do supplies. so too? If they're making a three hundred mile voyage, they would have they would have to carry everything they're eating. Well, they probably have equipment. carts, right? Didn't they roll up with carts and stuff? Uh, that's true. So, so I guess they're not. But still, even yeah. unburdened, you're right. That's just like you said, ten hours it's of fast. walking, so. fast and a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like it's, um, I wasn't, I didn't notice that the stuff was based in Ohio. I'm not sure what, like if it's just like a piece of paper or something, it could be like a receipt, like the wine came from Ohio, you know, like, um, does this connect at all? Does this say that like the stuff, there's no way that Carol went to Ohio and then came back to, to, to this Commonwealth place. But I, how far away is common? Yeah. Maybe hmm. I see the Commonwealth. Okay. Can you strike all that? Sure. Honestly, 300 miles away from the common from the Commonwealth seems about right for Alexander for them not to notice and be noticed. Yeah. That actually seems an appropriate distance. Mm-hmm. But it also seems crazy long from like a Eugene trekking kind of perspective. So, yeah, maybe um, they let him ride in the cart. I don't know. <laughs> he seems like a cart rider. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the watching dead. We're done for this week. We'll be back next week for the next episode, and we'll consider more of your great feedback. If you send it in to us, watchingdeadatbaldmove.com. Thanks to everyone that sent in uh, stuff to us this week, Paul, William, and Dave. Uh, We'll see you back next week. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.